All right, everybody, welcome back. I don't know what that face was. That face just did through me. Um, welcome back, everybody, to episode 39. 38, 9. 39. 39. Yeah, we're almost to the big 4-0, and then you know what's after that? The big, the big 5-0. Can't believe that. 50. That's going to be crazy. Yeah. That's going to be a big episode for y'all. That's going to be a good one. Um, yeah, so uh, let's go ahead and jump right into it. Uh, let's see here. Should we How introduce ourselves? Oh. We need to introduce ourselves. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Welcome back to the... You know what? No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to hit you guys with the intro again. Uh, welcome back to Planet Film Live on the Planet Film Network. I, as always, am one of your hosts, Sean Monk. And I'm your other host, TJ Cornwell. And I already said it, but welcome back to Planet Film Live. Uh, sorry, I am all over the place. I'm, I'm feeling a lot better, but I'm still a little, uh, a little razzle-dazzled. Uh, I, yeah. I don't know what that means, but my um, mom actually, uh, I saw them yesterday and she goes, she goes, what's wrong with Sean? I go, oh, she goes, I went to watch. I think she was talking about like the high school musical reaction. Yeah. And she was like, is he, he like, he looked, I was like, yeah, he looks dead. <laughs> like <laughs> I told him, I go, bro, you look not good. <laughs> I'm feeling a lot better. I didn't watch the whole video, but I, I think at the beginning, you're like, yeah, so I'm just going to react to this, <laughs> this new trailer for High School Listen, Musical, the series. I was not very energized. <laughs> and I never even found out, did Danielle watch that video? Uh, I don't think so. She commented for me to do it. That's the only reason I did it. I She might have. I didn't ask wow. her. Wow. So I'll have to, I'll have to get So rude. So, so rude. Um, Yeah, guys. We need to have a conversation with you. You guys are some of the most inconsistent. Mu no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we uh, we broke it. We did it. 100 subscribers. Uh, it is in there. We'll get to we'll get to what why it said inconsistent in a second. But we did it. We are at, we are currently holding strong. I can hopefully say, knock on wood, um, at 101 subscribers. Um, somebody commented and said they were going to subscribe. Uh, but they I did saw not. That. They did not. I was waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> they did not subscribe. Um, so if you are watching, uh, hold up your end of the deal, man. We'll give you the content if you give us this, the subscription. Uh, but yeah, we did it. We hit 101 subscribers. I have a few numbers for you here. A few uh, okay. little peek behind the curtain, little analytics uh, going on. So uh, I was just actually about to have you guess, but I remember I already had you guess. Uh, Let's let's say uh Oh, she said she did. He was sitting next to me. Oh, so you watched it. Oh, you my watched bad. it while she was there. I don't know. Yeah. Um my apologies. I do remember that. Oh, there you go. Hey. Right, I'm she didn't say that. Told. There you go. Um My memory not the best. <laughs> apparently, yeah. How did you like searching? Uh <laughs> so we have way <laughs> that should be a shirt. Um let's see here. It took us. Let's let's do a little game in chat. How many days do you guys think it took us to get to fifty subscribers? I'll give you a hint. It is in the ballpark of just under a year. 
because it is in the ballpark <laughs> of where we are right now. <laughs> um, and then I will tell you right now, from when we got, uh, well, we'll see. We'll see if anybody says in the chat. But basically what we want to say is we have been seeing, uh, would you say tremendous, Timothy? Uh, I, I'd say consistent growth. Yes. We have been seeing... I, I only say... I don't say... I say tremendous... Or I wouldn't say tremendous... Like, okay. Tremendous is like... For me, tremendous is like we gained a K in like a week or something yeah. like that. Like something ridiculous. Um, I'd say we've seen consistent. Like we're growing each day. Um, even us netting at the end of the day, I still consider growth. Because there... Well, just talking about it real quick. Like there mm-hmm. was... Uh, I think it was over the weekend or maybe a few days before that. Where we hit 100, and then we got to, like, 101, and then we lost two, and then we gained another two, and then lost them again. So, like, we netted out to what we were at when we started the day. Yeah. So, it was still, like, I'd still consider that growing, but um, it just wasn't, like, sustained. <laughs> like, it just mm-hmm. didn't stay that way. <laughs> the channel apparently could not sustain 102 subscribers. 100. So, yeah. <laughs> here's another little uh, graph I just wanted to show you guys. So this is our first year. I know it's a little blurry, but you just have to see the blue stuff. So this is we're almost to our first year. And this is a while. This is July, September, uh, bunch, yeah, November. Sorry. Um, then January, January 2021. So that's up to January 2021, just so everybody knows. And this is the last two months and then <laughs> march what a spike so that's uh that's gives you gives you a little indication of of how things have been trending um on the channel right. which we can say we have not been um uh, we could not be more thankful for that um and yeah, we're not seeing a lot of again. guesses uh we're not seeing a lot of guesses in chat so i'll tell you it oh, took us okay. it took us 301 days it took us 301 days to get to 50 subscribers it has taken us 28 days to get to 101 that's good cut that's that's real good uh like that is crazy that is literally a 100 percent growth in a four-week period for subscribers views on the other hand is like a a thousand percent growth or something like like Mm -hmm. views have gone from and I'm not talking about a single video. I'm talking about the entire Planet Film Network YouTube channel. Our entire um, amount of views for the entire channel up until February of 2021. So that's about, what, that's about nine months, nine or ten months. Um, yeah. I think it was, what, it was around 700 views. It was like uh, seven. Probably, it was yeah. yeah. It was like six hundred or seven hundred, um, maybe even like eight hundred views, somewhere around there. Then we get into March. We get into all this growth. Uh, basically, right now the channel is it's telling us it's around fourteen thousand. It's probably a little bit higher than that, um, only because if you go on YouTube.com, it says we're at like twelve thousand something. But then our backend page says that we are around like fourteen something. But even that's super mm-hmm. delayed. That's the other thing we've learned with YouTube is that a lot of the information is super delayed. 
uh like yeah. we it is so uh far behind <laughs> like like the actual numbers um it's a little frustrating at times but uh we appreciate it greatly but to speak about the individual videos i mean we've been seeing if i go back here i mean we have had it's well it's been a while since we have a, since we've had a single digit video um but before that we're talking 10 low teens 20 maybe 25 mm -hmm. um and then all of a sudden mortal Kombat happened and that was the big thing that that kind of got us got the crack open in the door and that was right at the end of february um and that did about 500 views then we kind of went back down and we were like oh, okay well well you know that was fun while it lasted we got uh <laughs> you know we did um let's see what was the next video after that that kind of popped off oh yeah then we did like the luca trailer reaction then that's when we right. started the planet film uh pfn reacts that was actually we started pfn reacts on uh february 28th so uh or yeah february 28th because then i went back and rebranded the mortal Kombat stuff when we created right. it um so yeah then after that honestly we got in the heights which did which did crazy for us the snyder cut trailer the um falcon and winter soldier trailer a lot of stuff started popping off um and then these last few weeks i gotta say we've had some that don't quite get to that same level but we have had ones mm -hmm. that are in the hundreds of views and then the thousands of views so black widow um trailer reaction is currently sitting at 1600 uh views and then the picard season two trailer <laughs> uh which tj just cannot wrap his head around um no. it is currently sitting at almost 2500 views um it's about 30 shy of 2500 views right now uh and then you know the last two that we've done have also reached into the hundreds so we cannot be uh happier for you guys we just wanted to give a little shout out a little 100 subscriber celebration there um and if you didn't check out last time uh we did a subscriber milestone where we when we got to 50 we did a giveaway um we announced the winner last week um we didn't think that we'd all of a sudden be at 100 so we're probably going to do um the next Maybe if we do a giveaway or something, maybe the next big thing that we'll do is probably at like 200 subscribers um, or maybe like 250 or something like that. Yeah. Um, but we'll see where we're at. Basically, what I told TJ was I said it took us 301 days. Well, 329 days, I guess. Um, 329 days to get to 101 subscribers. Imagine what we can uh -huh. do in the next 330 days. That's like the craziest yeah. part to me um so what would you want to talk about it a little bit tj i know i've been kind of running the numbers here but you know what are your thoughts no, on I, the growth yeah. did you expect this uh no i i as soon as we started to like like i tell like most people now like that we've kind of um morphed from like a podcast to just like a straight up youtube channel like i would more like like yeah we have like three the three of these like different branded podcasts where we have planet film live we have planet hero and then planet council um which are all based off obviously like planet film is kind of like anything like mm -hmm. you know we talk about news we talk it's our about our main entertainment you know, show our main yeah and then like hero and obviously uh um council are very branded to star wars and comic book movies and shows um um but yeah and then obviously we've incorporated the reactions into it which again that's 
that's where a lot of the growth has mm-hmm. come from is, you know, and it's us kind of trying to key in on different uh, trailers. Like, again, the, what we sat down for, what do we sit down for? Suicide Squad. Yeah. To direct, and then the Black Widow one. just happened to come out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, two, yeah, it was two seconds, second. yeah, exactly. two minutes ahead of time. Mm-hmm. We were like, "Oh, we got to do that one first. So we put that out, and it kind of took off. Um, and then crazy. again, Picard. I don't know where that came from. Uh, I, I look, I look down, I look away for one second. I'm at work. I look at my phone. It's already like 90 views in 10 minutes. I was like, okay, I guess this is a hit for some reason. That to me uh, is <laughs> that that video to me is our greatest mark of success because that was just. Honestly, I'll be honest, I did that video on my own because TJ doesn't watch Star Trek and TJ was at work. Um, and for people who yeah. are who are worried, uh, it's like, where's TJ in some of these videos? Right now, oh, because yeah. I was sick, I'm just out of work, so I'm home a lot more during the day. And me and him usually work at different times anyway, so I'm usually home during the day a lot of the time. Um, right. So that's just why. And then sometimes it'll be something that, that he doesn't watch or whatever, Um and I'm sure, you know, he will definitely have trailers that he'll react to by himself. There actually might be one uh, little anime one uh, that it can't, I think is going to come up next week that we talk about after. But that might be his first one on its own because I don't really watch it. Uh, yeah, we'll as see. long as you, like, give me the... Uh, oh, <laughs> the, yeah, that's the, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole asset, whatever yeah. ridiculous Streamlabs, Streamlabs OBS stupid thing yeah. that happened. I can walk you through it. Um <clears throat> Yeah, Streamlabs OBS. Do if you if you use Streamlabs OBS and you have a, a partnership with somebody else you stream with or something, uh, even though it says you can, don't sign in at another terminal and uh, expect everything to transfer over because apparently it does not. Yeah, we learned that the hard way uh, last week. Um, but yeah, just in in closing, I just want to say thank you to everybody that subscribed, uh, and thank you for watching the content. And here's to one fifty. Boom. Here's the 150. There you go. I can't. I mean, we literally said here's to 100 less than four weeks ago. Yeah. Like that's so. that's insane. Um, but yeah, keep the love coming, and we will keep the content coming to you guys. So let's, uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the main episode here. So first off, I just want to say, do you have anything you want to throw a mini review at? Uh, um, what's, what have you been up to? How, how's uh, yeah? How's I just really hanging? quick want to say. Uh, what I watched in the past uh, weekend. Um, so I think on Friday, no, Saturday, I think it was, I checked out Chef for the first time, that John Favreau movie that he directed. Um, it was good. I, I at first thought that he, it was just a bunch of people like he knew in the industry were going to be in it. Because I saw Scarlett Johansson and like Robert, or Robert Downey Jr. Um, and... Uh, Dustin Hoffman and uh, who else was in it? Oh, and uh, like John Leguizamo and everybody else, right? right? Mm-hmm. Or I think of somebody else, right? Um, but then I saw like it was like I felt like everybody was good in it. The kid was good. Uh, he was really good in it. Um, but yeah, John I like Favreau? I like checking that out. Yeah, is he like a cook? He likes to cook in real life. Yes. So, I sorry, I'm trying to pull up the episode because I don't know if you remember or not, but. I did a whole uh, segment on one of our very first episodes um, right. about Chef uh, because we used to wrap with kind of a, a little recommendation, uh, which we might we might actually bring back. I've been thinking about that. That I want to mm-hmm. I want to maybe do a, a little week weekly recommendation um, at the end of each show. We'll, we'll work on it, but um, 
but yeah, go back. I'm so sorry. I don't have the exact episode that I talked about it in, but you can go back and get my full thoughts because I, I could go on a 30-minute thing on Chef right now. But yeah, so basically, um, he, you know, wanted to make this movie. He was super passionate about it. It's kind of based on this guy Roy Choi's life, um, who was mm -hmm. the culinary expert on set for the film Chef. Um, and on Netflix, if you've ever seen John Favreau's show, The Chef Show, it's about him and Roy Choi um, both going around to um, episodes, or I'm sorry, to episodes, to uh, restaurants. Um, and some of the episodes are them going to restaurants. Some of the episodes are them bringing um, celebrities to their kitchens or going to celebrities' kitchens and kind of yeah. working something with them. That's where the famous... Gwyneth Paltrow not knowing Gwyneth she Paltrow. was in Spider-Man yeah. was in. Uh, she was like, no, I was in Avengers. And he's like, no, 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 yeah. that was, that no. was Spider-Man. <laughs> that was Spider-Man. Um, she was like, oh my God. Uh, little plug within the chef show, best celebrity cooking with moment interaction ever. Interaction guy, ever yeah. is the Sam Raimi episode. The episode with Sam Raimi where it is Roy Choi, John Favreau, and Sam Raimi making bread is that and bill burr those two episodes are tied for me for for being up there with just so great um but yeah it's basically it's this really really great movie um that is just a very i, I don't know why i'm just i'm very passionate about the movie um mm -hmm. it's like a comfort movie for me and i'm i'm glad that you uh liked it and i'm glad that you finally watched it um I also watched, I'm just going to run through these three real quick, not like review. I also watched The Prestige for the first time. Uh, didn't see that. Too. I did not see that at the end. I thought it was over. Really? And then, yeah. And then Nolan hits you with the It's With twist. the twofer. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> he yeah, hits I was you like, with oh, the damn, he got me. Um, I watched Great Escape for the first time. Then I watched Butch, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid for the first time. Really? Um, all great. Uh, I don't, wow. I get on this like weird kick where it's mm -hmm. like, like I think like in the past weekend that's where like Fury came from. I was like I was like watching these war. I was watching like Band of Brothers. I watched Fury and I was like, what else do I need to watch? Um, and then I got on like a oldie kind of kick almost. And then and then like uh, when Thomas Edison or no Tesla shows up in Prestige, I was like, oh yeah, Ethan Hawke has that Tesla movie. So mm -hmm. I, that's my watch list because that's on Hulu too, which I'll probably watch eventually. But uh, yeah, I didn't really do much uh, do much this weekend. I bought uh, <laughs> I bought an Oculus. Um, you did end up buying it. I did. Yeah, uh, it comes tomorrow. So wow. I know you the end up whole getting? like the Quest the Quest Two. Quest Two. Well, I I used it at my cousin's house on Easter, and I had no idea that. I never knew that I never knew that the Quest 2 or anything was a thing. I knew that they had one that you didn't need a PC for, but I didn't know that it was like you like Quest 2 you can hook up to your PC or you can have it like on its own. Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Oh, where are your towers?" and they were like, "You don't need them." And I was like, "What what?" <laughs> Cuz that was like my whole thing when like the Rift first came out. Yeah, it's like, you didn't you want know, to change up be, your whole living room for it. Yeah, yeah, it has to be on your PC. It has to be uh towers in the corners and you know all mm -hmm. this other garbage. Yeah. Um, so I know the whole Facebook thing, which is does kind of irk me, where I'm like, where they make you sign into your Facebook oh, yeah, account, yeah. Um, which they didn't used to. Um, but I don't know. I had enough fun with it. And I'm kind of, I don't want to say I'm over the whole data thing, but it's like, 
if it's not Facebook taking your data, it's somebody else. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> like every other thing you use is taking your data at this point. Um, yeah. Granted, I don't want to be like naive, but uh, yeah. So maybe I'll have like a, hopefully I don't get like nauseous. Damn. Well, I mean, I will say this when I, when the, when the unemployment was free flowing uh, back in the early yeah. days of the pandemic, there was an Oculus Quest on the horizon for me for many, many weeks. I kept flirting with it, going back and forth. Yeah. And I was like, eh. So I will definitely need to know exactly uh, what you think. Well, I'll probably, I mean, hopefully, I'll probably come over and I, uh, try it out. Um, I did a lot of research. <laughs> I watched a lot. I watched Linus's video on it, and then I watched Same, like yeah. one or two other videos. And then I had I bought a because uh, I I figure I might test on my PC too. Mm-hmm. So I bought like. 30 feet worth of like usb extender yeah to, like take it into my living room so is it just like um is it just is it USB C? is what i'm trying to say okay yeah so gotcha. i bought like a third party USB C like connector thing mm-hmm. and then i bought like a usb like a extension yeah to do just it just like how we have here right yeah right yeah, so I'll definitely I'll come over try it. I'll, I want because I want one. I, like I wanna I wanna be able to do it and everything. But I just did. I just wasn't ready to take the leap at that time. Yeah. Um. So thank you for taking it's, that it's, for me. Again, also it's <laughs> cheaper than it used to be. Like when Oculus yeah. first came oh, yeah. out, it was like five six hundred dollars. Like mm. it was really up there. How much? Uh, um, how much? Three for sixty four gig. So. Oh, there you it's go. Like a, it's an Xbox uh, Series S, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Series yeah. S. That's not bad um all right so yeah um for me i'll say i i am uh slowly but surely starting to move through the uh oscar films um i have started several of them that i haven't had the ability to finish um because i've just been kind of doing a lot uh with the time that i've had um so uh i'll hopefully finish them more tomorrow but I did watch uh, Ma Rainey's uh, Black Bottom. You can go ahead and actually mm-hmm. you can check my Twitter. A uh, little shout out, uh, Pasting Yak on Twitter. Um, and you can check out my letterbox, which actually is in the description because it's in our link tree. Uh, you can follow both me and TJ on Letterbox. Um, can you tell which one of us is the spender? <laughs> yeah, I think I think yeah. Um, <laughs> But, um, yeah, so you can check it out on Letterboxd. But, uh, yeah, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom was very, very good. Um, definitely check it out. It's right on Netflix. Uh, it's a great performance um, by everybody in it. Uh, for me, I will say, for me, Viola Davis was, like, really good. Like, she was mm-hmm. great. But I feel like it, at the end of the day, um, I, I just feel like it was it was kind of Chadwick's movie more. Yeah um it it was it was just uh very very moving with his performance uh in in almost every scene he's in like he's got a big huge moment in the first act second act and third act um Mm. viola davis is more i feel embodying just really really greatly embodying uh a a historical figure whereas chadwick boseman i think it's the deeper character moments and stuff like that um, but they both do great. But Chadwick is, yeah, I, I hope he wins um, for that category because he is so good. Um, uh, yeah, there you go. So that, I guess that's that's my only mini review that I have for this week. Um, so let's go ahead and head over to our main stories for this week. So let's start off with we got a whole new slew of dates 
um, for a lot of MGM titles uh, and a couple other uh, moves oh. as well. Oh. Can I actually, one quick like, little rant I want to go on. This is really fast. Sorry to cut you off. No, it's okay. Uh, so I got Paramount Plus. Oh, yeah. Uh, did, I, did, we, did we talk about this last week? Did I say um, this last week? Or did I just say it to you? I think you just said it to me. Okay, and Danielle. Uh, so I got Paramount Plus uh, to just watch soccer because they they have rights to the Champions League games that um, they're not. I don't think that NBC doesn't them. have. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, like NBC has strict rights to like the Premier League. CBS has strict rights to like the Champions League. Um, and Paramount Plus has nothing. Literally nothing. Like. I mean, but doesn't it have all the all the Nick stuff? Has, yeah, Nickelodeon. Well, I I'm not watching Nickelodeon. And okay, it has Star Trek, but like it can't even give me all the Mission Impossible movies. Mm-hmm. It's only three of them. The first does, three. When you say it has Star Trek, does it does it have every Star Trek? No, I don't even think it has Generations on there. It, it oh, might. Okay. It might. Actually, don't take that. Don't take my word for that. <laughs> but I was like scrolling through the movies. I was like, mm-hmm. this is all like. It's like a bunch of Comedy Central Crap. specials and like roasts and stuff. It's like they don't have like I was like I they I don't know Paramount's catalog uh, back like hands down, but I know they definitely have more movies than this. <laughs> so I was just like, I was like, damn, this sucks. Like you don't like I uh, was hoping, SpongeBob like, Sponge on the Run. I no, I don't care. Um, wow. But I was like, oh, like if because they're doing Frasier, right? I was like, oh, maybe if I watch Frasier, maybe I'll wait for that or something. But uh, I actually, <laughs> I just, I just remembered about my free trial today, and I got charged uh, for my year. So I'll be keeping well, it for, for the a year. year. <laughs> yeah, I got oh, the man. year because I figured I'd rather not pay it month to month. And so, yeah. Um, how much? How much was it for the year? Sixty. So not, not bad. That bad. Yeah. Um, and my sister really likes our Carly, so I gave her like the walk-in yesterday mm-hmm. but yeah uh paramount plus from what the streaming services i you i've used the worst one <laughs> really <laughs> worse than opinion. disney plus uh yes disney plus is or i mean that. um <laughs> i didn't oh peacock Sorry. yeah that's what i meant At least yeah. peacock has like good content mm-hmm. like <laughs> not to say like everything on paramount plus is shit but paramount plus like just doesn't have like I don't know. Just like doesn't have things. That int- I'm. I could be in the in the in the minority here, but I I feel like mm-hmm. that's what a lot of people like. If you were to rank your streaming services, I feel like Paramount Plus would be on the bottom for a lot of people. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I think. Not, I, I think it's. Uh. I haven't. I gotta say, I haven't gone into my TV or anything. I haven't. I haven't dealt with the uh, interface, the new interface for it. For, like when when it's Paramount Plus, I only have gone in it when it was CBS All Access. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, other than like, you know, just like some nostalgic times with, uh, watching, you know, like some Nick shows or something like that, uh, I don't really have much drawing me to it other than some of the stuff that they're eventually going to start putting out. Um, so right, right. now, yeah, I gotta say it's probably bottom of the pile for me too. Uh, probably that and Peacock are just probably bottom of the bottom of the barrel uh oh i'm sorry they do have the next generation so i apologize oh, okay gotcha 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 um all right so yeah a uh, ton of new films from both mgm and paramount being uh delayed 
So basically now we have Snake Eyes, which is the um Oh gosh, what's that called? G.I. Joe um spin-off starring uh Henry Golding, I believe. Uh that is now pushed to July twenty-third, twenty twenty-one. Jackass 4, uh, which is, you know, the, the fourth installment of the Jackass series uh, after many years, um, has been pushed back to October 22nd, uh, 2021. Top Gun 2 has been pushed back again to November 19th, 2021. Mission Impossible 7, this is the one that really hurts me, uh, has been pushed back all the way to May 27th, 2022. Mm. Dungeons and Dragons, the live action one, which we talked about a few weeks back. Um, has been pushed back to March 3rd, 2023. So that's over a little bit, uh, around two years away. Um, The next Star Trek film, the next untitled Star Trek film, is June 9th, 2023. And Mission Impossible 8 pushed back all the way to uh, July 7th, 2023. So that is a lot of dates switching. Oh, and then I should say also, Imaginary Friends uh, has a date set which is November 17th, 2023, which is going to be What's a... Imagi- uh, what is that? It's a fantasy comedy uh, written and directed by Jonathan Krasinski, starring Jonathan oh. Krasinski and Ryan Reynolds. And Ryan Reynolds. Right. Yeah. So that should be a good one. Uh, but that finally gets a date yeah. uh, landing all the way on November 17th, 2023. So what are your thoughts on some of these dates? Uh, do any of these movies really um, affect you that much? Uh, yeah, like I... I I want to start. Uh, I have I've seen like half of the Mission Impossible's, and I've seen the latter three instead of the f- beginning oh, three, okay. I believe. So I want to watch all those. That's why I was like, oh, Paramount Plus, all Mission Impossible's. Mm-hmm. Nope. Um, uh, Jackass Jackass strikes me as like something you could release on Paramount Plus. Is that just me? Um, yeah. I like Jackass, but like. I don't know. It's you know. It just seems like something you could like. Maybe if you're like, oh, maybe that's way some way to like uh, boost your sub count. If mm-hmm. you're like, oh, Jackass Four coming to Paramount Plus uh, in two months. I'm sure um, that one probably will be. Like I just yeah I don't know. Uh, and Snake GI Joe I eh, I don't really care that much. Um, basically, the Mission Impossible's. I've I still need to watch the first Top Gun. I've never seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I I've been looking to check out the most recent Star Trek movies, like the J.J. Abrams ones from the past few years. Mm-hmm. The um, Calvin those, timeline again. The fir- the second one I think is on Prime, but the first one isn't. And I was like, I don't really want to rent it. Um. So and you know maybe I thought oh you know that could be on Paramount Plus no, um. So yeah, I don't know, but uh, well, how, what are you excited for this Star Trek movie? I know there's really no information on it. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> I mean, I am excited for anything Star Trek, but like you said, and like we talked about a few weeks back, uh, maybe a few months back at this point, um, there's no info on it. I mean, this movie has changed. It's like a chameleon movie. Like this movie has changed what it was going to be in the Star Trek universe like three different times. Originally, right. this was going to be the God. I'm so glad glad it didn't happen. Uh, Tarantino Star Trek film. Uh, then it, it was still could be. That, you don't know that. Uh, give him like a. Would you riot? Would you? No, riot? no. But like, give him a short film on <laughs> Paramount Plus. Like, uh, yeah. Um, 
And then all of a sudden they were like, nope, totally new cast, totally new story, totally new everything. And then all of a sudden. Oh, really? But then they were like, nope, actually, it's going to be a direct sequel to Star Trek Beyond. So it's (laughs) what are you doing? I want the original vision for Star Trek four, which was Mm -hmm. supposed to be so light spoilers um, for Star Trek 2009. So Chris Hemsworth, it was one of the first movies he ever did in the States was Star Trek 2009. Uh, He plays Kirk's father. He plays Chris Pine's father um, Mm -hmm. in flashback in Star Trek 2009. It's a huge scene. It's one of the most pivotal scenes of the whole franchise. Um, And he uh, was supposed to come back. Star Trek 4 was supposed to be Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth in a time travel story um, with Kirk reuniting with his uh, father. Um, and ah. that, and that was going to be the thing was that it was going to be, they were going to pull Chris Hemsworth forward in time, or it was going to be the crew going backwards in time, one of the two. Um, and it was going to be like a father and son mo- movie, like time travel, Star Trek mm. flick. Um, that is what I would love to see. I would love to see them try to do that because originally the reason they said no to that was that Chris Hemsworth, uh, couldn't do it scheduling wise. Well, if you're pushing it back this far, you oh, could whoa, probably wait, work wait, off wait, the schedule. Wait, 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 So Chris Pine plays William Shatner's character? Yes. I did not know that. Okay. Continue. Sorry. Bro, I don't want I don't watch Star Trek. I don't know. Oh my lord. Yeah. Um, I knew like Zachary I knew Zachary Quinto was Spock, but like I didn't know. I just figured mm-hmm. like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's just playing the younger version of Shatner. Um gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Well, he started out playing the younger. They all started playing the younger versions of them, but the timeline has basically gone forward so much that now they're just playing, you know, the characters like because right. now they're all almost 40, like they're all in their late 30s or whatever. So that's where they were when Shatner yeah. played them in, in the first show. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the biggest one to me that I'm that i'm excited to see what's going on with that the biggest disappointment for me obviously with these dates is the mission impossibles moving back an entire year um that's that really that really uh stings because as as we know i've said many times that is one of uh one of my favorite action franchises or one of my favorite franchises of all time um again same i haven't seen the first top gun so i i Oh really? Yeah, no. I bought the steel book for it like five years ago, and it's (laughs) it's still in the plastic. Um, It's still in like the cover. Um, But uh, yeah, so I got to see that, and then I got to get caught up on it, basically. Uh, But yeah, a lot of date changes there. Let us know what you guys thought about that uh, in the comments and in the live chat. All right, I got a question for you. You ready? You're gonna have the next story to think about it. Okay. What is your favorite? john williams score what is your favorite and what is the best okay all right speaking of lucasfilm announced this week that john williams will be returning as the composer for indiana jones 5 uh the yet to be titled sequel uh indiana jones 5 uh and also announced that teaming with harrison ford in front of the camera will be phoebe waller bridge uh playing uh a as of yet unknown character uh but yeah so that's we're getting uh finally some shaping up of the cast and some of the crew 
um, finally starting to take place on Indiana Jones Five. Um, now I'll I'll just say when you're thinking about uh, your 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 uh, score, um, I'll just say this is very interesting to me because this would be the second. Uh, this is technically the second Lucasfilm produced uh, film John Williams scored Phoebe Waller Bridge and Han Solo movie. Uh, because, okay. because even right. though even though in Solo obviously it wasn't uh, Harrison. Harrison but Ford, um yeah. but yeah so clearly you know we know that phoebe waller bridge um there have been spec there's been speculation that she is going to come back to the star wars universe in a behind mm-hmm. the camera role um and now we see you know again just continuing to show her great strong uh relationship building with both disney and especially with, within lucasfilm uh, that she is going to be um, co-starring with uh, Harrison for Indiana Jones 5. I think it's a great fit. I think it's going to be a nice comedic twist um, for that. I'm just very excited for Indiana Jones 5. Um, I'm excited to, no pun intended, get the ball rolling uh, and and you know see, see how this movie actually shapes up. Um, so do you have an answer for me, and what do you think of this news? Um... <clears throat> My 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 answer would probably be like Star Wars, mm-hmm. <laughs> just in general. Um, just because I that I mean all of his I feel like everything he does is so like uh, like you hear it and you're like I know what that movie is yeah uh, but like Star Wars is like it's just so like ingrained in the pop culture I feel like of it all at this point that I have to go with Star Wars. Um, so Phoebe Waller Bridge is in this Indiana Jones movie okay so what do we think she's gonna be playing do you think she's gonna be like a Shia LaBeouf type character or is she going to be like a uh maybe a villain or something oh um, I think she I don't is I, playing I've never Shia seen wait, wait wait what do you mean she's no, playing Shia kidding, LaBeouf okay I was like what are you talking about um what'd you say she did you say she was in something I was yeah I, she, like, I mean she was in Solo right right, right. um who was she in Solo I don't remember. She was um, L3. The droid? L3. Oh, okay. Yeah, the droid character. Yeah, that movie just kind of, meh. But uh, <laughs> I know she's kind of like popping off now. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't watch Fleabag, but I've heard that's amazing. That won all the Emmys, I feel like, that one year. Um, and then she's obviously, we've talked about it, she has that deal with Amazon Prime and Donald Glover. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, again, we've talked... I don't think we've really talked about this Indiana Jones movie, how it's gotten pushed. And then like, I think like Harrison broke his leg or his arm or something. And then, uh, they had to stop production. And then Spielberg dropped out. Spielberg dropped out. James James Mangled in. Um, which again, Ford V Ferrari, a pretty good movie. Um, Oh yeah. You know, and Logan, Logan. um, (laughs) um, but yeah, I don't, maybe they'll, I don't think they will, but maybe they'd like, pass it off to i don't think they would do that i think like i said i think that character like dies with him like the franchise in my opinion like dies with him oh yeah when he passes um so i don't know i'm interested to see like what her part is hopefully it's not like a kate blanchett type thing because <laughs> yeah but yeah i don't know i'm excited to hear that news though yeah same absolutely um now i will say uh too you know I just want to make sure that we get this movie. This movie's been so up in the air. That's that's the main thing. I could be happy about any of the news that comes up about it, but I 
I just need this movie to happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just been so up in the air with so many different aspects of it. I'm, I'm so happy that we're getting some solid footing. It looks like, uh, it kind of reminds me with what happened with, uh, with Obi-Wan, um, where that kind of got pushed back, pushed around, changed yeah. up, new writers came in. Uh, but now all of a sudden they're like, all right, nope, we got it. We're set. We're going. You know what I mean? That's where I hope mm -hmm. that's the stage. I hope we're at with Indiana Jones five. I hope we're finally in the, we're not messing around with it anymore. The script is written. We're ready to go. We're ready to shoot that whole thing. Um, and speaking of production, uh, we have our next story here, which is Dune co-writer uh, Eric Roth has already written a full treatment for the potential sequel um, for adapting. Now, this is interesting to me, adapting the second half of the book. Um, so, yeah, the so first, the first this movie must only be the only the first half. The first the half. I did yeah. not know that. Um, yes. So he says he says, hopefully people love Dune so much that they uh, do want to have a second part. Now, I'll let you take this away because I know you're a big uh, Dune guy. You're very excited for the upcoming film. So what are your thoughts on this? Uh, I would put the whole hold off on a big Dune guy because I've only read okay. the first book. But I did like well, the more book. more of a Dune guy um, than me. Yeah, it was long. Uh, so I could see why it would be split up into um, two movies. I did not. I started the David Lynch one like two months ago and i just like i have to go back to it <laughs> mm -hmm. um but that that movie is when he tries to fit the entire book into one movie and it's like you know probably like an hour 52 yeah um so and i think he strays from the source material a little bit as well mm -hmm. but yeah i'm very excited uh i mean even before i read i had sorry listened to the book um i was still really excited just because of the cast like the cast was like stacked. We have Zendaya, David Dash Mulshin, I think that's how you pronounce it. Jason Moa, Rebecca yeah, Ferguson, Timothy Chalamet, Josh Brolin, Stellan Skarsgård, Oscar Isaac. Like, oh my lord! Like, mm -hmm. that's not even all of them. I didn't even list all of them. But um, yeah, like Zendaya's character, I'm like trying to think. Like, she shows up like at the end or like at halfway probably in of the, the book. book. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm trying to think. So maybe so, they like, extend her character a little much. bit? Maybe. Mm -hmm. um, I, again, I could be totally wrong. So if there's any, like, Dune fan people out there that are like, that's completely wrong. It's like, I don't really remember. Because I listened to the book over a period of, like, two months. Like, I, like, took breaks. Because oh, it I was, like, it's long. 30 yeah. hours or something like that. It was mm -hmm. long. Nothing nothing compared to, like, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is long. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm really excited. Um and I'm glad that uh, Denis Villeneuve like was like this is not going HBO Max like, and of course Legendary Pictures was also like this is not going HBO Max. Um, this is the movie Warner that Brothers I want to see in the theater. This is going to HBO Max. <laughs> well, no, they I think they said it's not right. Or no, they, they haven't said anything officially. Yeah, we can talk about okay. that next too if you want. Um, so basically, Dune, as many of you guys know, uh, Warner made a very big move uh, this year, which they said everything is going to be day and date for all of 21. Um, it's going to be day and date theaters and HBO Max. Uh, the only big sticking point, because it was co-financed with Legendary, was both um, actually Kong, uh, Godzilla versus Kong and Dune, um, because they mm -hmm. were both co-financed with Legendary. I think Godzilla versus Kong was just a little too little too late um, to get anything done done about it. So that went right to HBO Max. But it is looking like uh, Warner is going to be giving in to Legendary uh, with their request and to the filmmakers and basically just 
you know, nothing is official yet. Um, mm. But it looks like they are going to be doing that one just theatrical only. Um, and also the next bit of news here, which is that Warner Brothers films will release in theaters first starting uh, in 2022 and will eventually hit HBO Max, similar to other regular models of streaming services. Mm -hmm. um, so they said there will be no more same day stream uh, for theatrical releases. Uh, now, again, we will see if that holds true. Uh, they could change their mind on that, too. So, yeah, you know, anything can really happen. Uh, but what are your thoughts on this? Do you think so far the day and date releases have been successful? Do you think they made a mistake um, doing it? What are uh, your thoughts? I thought they were iffy, uh, except for Godzilla vs. Kong. Oh, yeah. Uh, I feel like Godzilla vs. Kong was like, I think we talked about it last week, was is like a movie that kind of said like, you know, this model could work. It's like clear people still want to go to the theaters because there's still those movies that require uh you know a theater you know um like uh a theater screen vibe screen like that like whole presentation Feeling. yeah like godzilla vs kong require required that even though i watched on hbo max you watched a theater mm -hmm. um and that's same with like this movie or like an end game like you wouldn't want to watch end game you know at home you mm -hmm. know you'd want to watch it you know with the best sound with an audience because again there's nothing like that audience like you know, combine the reaction to a moment that happens, um, like when you know Steve picks up the hammer. Like yeah. that was like you know years of payoff. Um, Women then again, cried. You get moments. Babies, babies cried. <laughs> Women fainted in the in the. Aisles. Then you get moments like in uh, that. If you've ever seen that video <laughs> on uh, YouTube of that oh, yeah. crowd at Rise flash, of Skywalker, no, 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 the Rise oh. of Skywalker when they're oh, like, "Don't say it," <laughs> and yeah. she goes, "Ray Skywalker," and they go, "Ah." Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, but yeah, that, yeah, I, I'm, I, I don't know like where we'll go from here, but that doesn't surprise me that they would be like, yeah, we're not doing that anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, now speaking of, uh, Godzilla, 357.8 million worldwide, 70 mm -hmm. million domestic overtaking tenant as top grocer of, uh, the pandemic so far. Um, and it is completely on track to turn a profit. Uh, just based right. on its theatrical numbers. Um, so not including any profit that it's creating on HBO Max. Um, mm -hmm. So that is crazy. And I actually just thought of something, too, which is uh, all the people that say, how do any of these places make money, uh, you know, releasing some of these movies online? You know what I'm talking about? You know how people say that mm -hmm. and stuff like that? Netflix only releases online. Like, you know what I mean? That's my That's counter argument is I'm like, of course, HBO Max and Disney are making some sort of money on their streaming shows. Look at Netflix. I mean, it's clearly a viable model. There's some sort of data mining. I'm sure they're selling data. I'm sure they are collecting information and trying to trying to boost as much ad like as much ad sense as they can and stuff like that. It's it's like I, I'm just saying that in reaction to the people that say, you know, well, it makes no sense. How how could it possibly be better than theaters? And it's like it clearly is. Otherwise, everybody wouldn't be doing it. <laughs> I, I just still don't know how Netflix makes money. I don't know how they continue to like <laughs> yeah. how they continue to shell out this money to give to everybody. I think it's one of those and... things that's like, um, what's it called? Wait, Elon Musk. 
what's his company? Tesla, Tesla. right? So Tesla, yeah. like they are one, they are valued as one of the most profitable companies, one of the most valuable companies in mm-hmm. the world. But like they make almost next to nothing. It's like the same thing with Netflix. It's like they're they're so valuable because they're betting on the future of the company, right. you know, that kind of thing. Um, that's just that's how I've come to understand it, like with some of the videos that I've watched and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I think it could go either way. Um, all right. So just a few more uh, stories here and then we will get on to the main topic. Um, so we have a huge deal coming from, uh, speaking of Netflix, uh, coming from Netflix and Sony Pictures Entertainment, uh, which is, you know, you think about all these Paramount Plus, HBO Max, Disney Plus, Peacock, all this stuff. The only one without a streaming service really was Sony. And rather than go the route of making their own, they have carved mm-hmm. path straight through uh, the beautiful big red N which is Netflix. So they will be um, exclusively streaming. Uh, it says select films. I'm going to assume that means most films uh, yeah. <laughs> are going to go straight to um, Netflix uh, for Sony. And that includes uh, the deal is set to begin in 2022. So that includes Morbius, Uncharted, Into the Spider-Verse, um, uh, the Spider-Man films, and really right now the only one that's up in the air is no way home uh spider-man no way home because the the right. first two uh spider-man films with tom holland uh are you know totally sony's so they can do with whatever they want but i think the no way home they still need to negotiate kind of the back end deal with who gets what so i think that mm-hmm. one's a little bit up in the air uh, but what are your thoughts on this, that Sony finally kind of has a, a streaming place to kind of call home? Um, and again, something we've been talking about, that Netflix has been kind of the they did it first, so they're going to get buried. They need to start making some changes. They've been making these consistent changes. Knives Out 2 and 3, this deal. What are your thoughts on all this, and do you think Netflix is doing enough um, to stay in the game? Um, yeah, I mean, Sony has, again another deep catalog sony has also been as you said like they've been kind of you know trying to uh same with netflix like sony i feel like is one of the only people now without like a streaming service um but they've been making moves like they did this netflix thing they're ramping up you know uh making they made a deal with hbo for the last of us series which oh my god the fact that they're i'm sorry real quick the fact that they're remaking the last of us for ps5 just ugh, please don't do that. Oh, that was um, in here. I just skipped it. You want to? You want to? What do you? What do you? What is your ugh at? Just like leave it alone. Why? Just use the one that's just, already there. Just make something new. Oh, true. like yeah, absolutely. that's the whole thing. Like the the this, like whole story came out how like they started this. They started. There's this game called Days Gone that they put out like a year or two mm-hmm. ago. They started that. They started like a sequel, and then they canceled it, and then like they were like. Let's just make uh, Last of Us remastered for PS5, like a remake for PS5. Not even remake, sorry. Just like a PS5 version, um, which is what. So basically, it's the whole thing is like they're going back to like the studio that basically like bears the most fruit, which is Naughty Dog. Mm-hmm. Um, so they make. Uh, do they do? They do Uncharted, I believe. 
and they did Last of Us, and they do a few other titles, I believe, as well. Um, yeah, but like our, why, our uh, like mutual why? friend Travis is a big Naughty Dog uh, production. Yeah, fan. like why are we doing? Why are we making a PS5 Last of Us? Mm-hmm. I get it; it came out on PS3, but you made you did a remaster of it already you know, a few years ago. Yeah. You, the second one just came out, and I know, like, I'm not going to do this, but I, you know, there's going to be people that are going to pay the sixty, seventy dollars for a remastered Last of Us for PS5 and play it. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, it is all about the money, but um, yeah, I, oh god, like it's like just do something else, please, like put your resources somewhere where you know something new and innovative and creative, not do the same fucking thing all the same, and that's like complete opposite from like. Xbox is like if you've I don't know if you've been keeping up with them, but they've been making moves. Like they, um, MLB the Show is coming out in Game Pass. Uh, they're building this whole Game Pass catalog that like mm-hmm. is clearly like uh, has me rethinking getting a PS Five. Like <laughs> if you look really? at the deal with Game Pass, like it's like holy shit! Like they have so many games, um, mm-hmm. um, and they still need to build out like their first party titles in my opinion whereas that's where sony has them beat but uh xbox is kind of going in like the complete different direction of games as a service where it's like you know or sorry not games as a service like games play where you want to play them like they're gonna have this whole like thing where you can play on your phone or like you know all this other stuff where it's like just buy game pass you can play your pc play on your xbox play on your phone do all this stuff and Sony's like, yeah, we're gonna make uh, Last of Us PS Five. <laughs> it's like just that, and yeah. But again, I'm not gonna get into the whole like console type thing. Like, I I don't like in my opinion. Like, you have an Xbox, like you have a PlayStation, good for you. Like, it's not like oh Xbox is better or Sony's better. Like, it's just like a you know, it's like whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how like it used to be like when you're in middle school, where it'd be like, why well, have a PlayStation? What was that when you're in middle school? PS Two. Or PS3. When did the PS3 come out? I don't even know. But that's how it used to be. Where it was like the whole console wars, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. But sorry, back on the topic of Sony Netflix. Uh, wow, no, the PS3, bro, the PS3 came out in 2006. Oh, damn. <laughs> the PS3 The PS3 was out when we were in, uh, what? When we were in elementary school. <laughs> mm. Oh, I think I got when the PS4 was out. I got a PS2. I think that's what it was. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Um. Yeesh. Uh. I'm sorry. Did you ask me something? Uh, no, I didn't ask. You oh, okay. I was, <laughs> I was just like kind of looping it back to Netflix. So um. Like, yeah. So what? What are your um? What are your thoughts on uh the deal? Oh, I'm I'm happy. Uh, mm-hmm. easier access to Sony movies. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm interested to see like if they're subscribed. Well, they won't tell us, but I was I'd be interested to see if their subscriber mm-hmm. uh, base goes up. Netflix's and oh, of, again, of course they're gonna tell us. They're, they're gonna say, "Oh, Spider Man, number one movie on Netflix, number one movie yeah. of all time on Netflix." Um, That's what they say about everything. <laughs> uh, but um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, again, uh, very expensive to make your own streaming uh, infrastructure oh, yeah, from the ground up. Absolutely. So, this makes more sense to like, let's not, you know, everybody's doing this. Let's just, you know, do something different. Um, which maybe they should, maybe the TV and entertainment section should take notice from the, 
or the PlayStation branch should take notice from the entertainment branch. <laughs> yeah. Or the movies and TV branch. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I same very much same as you. I am I'm thrilled at the decision. Like you said, easier access to Sony films. I already own, um, you know, all the Spider-Man movies and stuff. But right. that being said, sometimes it's easier just to, you know, pop it on Netflix rather than having to, you know, pull up, you know, the Google Play movies or whatever, then mm-hmm. do that stuff. You know, sometimes you're already on Netflix. It's nice to have them. Um, but for the people who do not already own that stuff, I'm so glad that the Spider-Man movies will be out there. Um, that now means that you can do that. Even if you don't, if you don't own a single MCU film, you can now binge the entire MCU with a Netflix subscription and a Disney plus subscription, because for a while, the only two that you can't binge, obviously it, well, three, I should say it cause it's the incredible Hulk. Um, but the only ones that you can't binge is uh, what the hell am I trying to say? Oh, yeah. Spider-Man Homecoming and Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, right. So I'm glad that those will be on there. I'm glad that the older uh, catalog, as well as obviously everything else that Sony has to offer, um, which is a huge, like TJ said, a huge catalog, a very deep catalog of films uh, over many decades um, that they were able to do. So, uh, yeah, I'm very excited with that. Let us know, what did you guys think of uh, the news today? Are there is there anything that you guys um, thought that you disagreed with us on? Uh, anything that you... Uh, Wait, we can't see... Okay, we can't skip the... Are we skipping the topic from today? We can't skip that. I want to talk about that real quick. Oh, oh, sorry. Uh, the, the theaters? The theaters, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't have it. I didn't have it in my notes, but I literally oh, just okay. thought about it, but I forgot to circle back, yeah. Uh, so real quick, uh, I think they announced last night. Yeah, like late um, last night. Pacific theaters. So that includes uh, ArcLight in I. There, I guess they have like a hell of a lot of locations. It's not mm-hmm. just like L.A. Um, and then the Cinerama Dome in L.A. Dome will be closing permanently mm-hmm. uh, due to that, COVID. That um, right there is. To, for those who don't understand like the the severity of that oh crap sorry i forgot uh favorite john williams score honestly i'm gonna say this favorite <laughs> john favorite john williams score uh harry potter and the sorcerer's stone i think he set the tone for that entire franchise yes he only mm. he only himself did the first two films um but all of the musical cues and themes were were set in the groundwork by john williams um mm. So that was, uh, you know, favorite. And then best, obviously, I think it, you got to say Star Wars. Star, Star Wars main theme, just yeah. his entire suite of the Star Wars music. It's the most iconic music of all time. Um, other than maybe, at this point, other than maybe uh, Alan Silvestri's uh, Avengers score. Mm. I, I would say that's probably the only other thing that could possibly rival um, John Williams. Um, yeah, so for those who don't understand, this is huge because... Just um, in those two, uh, with what TJ said, Pacific Theaters and Arclight Cinemas, the Cinerama Dome, which is a Pacific Theater, and then the Arclight Hollywood, let alone the amount of business it does and the fact that both of those theaters are landmarks in L.A., both of those theaters, aside from maybe the Chinese theater, are where most of the premieres in Hollywood happen. So if these places close, I don't even know what Hollywood does from that aspect. Like, 
do you think maybe we'll get something like uh, AMC or Regal sweeping in to buy these select locations? Uh, what, uh, what yeah, do you by think? the way, this is uh, full disclosure as well. This is two people speaking uh, who've never been to L.A., don't live in L.A., uh, mm-hmm. live literally on the other side of the country. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and th- these are two places that I would have loved to go to if I mm-hmm. ever went to L.A. Oh, yeah. Um, just because absolutely you know, what hearing people that in that sphere that talk about those two places like on youtube and stuff like that mm-hmm. the dome uh, really makes me want to visit them yes the yeah. dome exactly um i said to you earlier i am shocked that quentin tarantino has not been like i will buy the cinerama dome because mm-hmm. he he owns the beverly hills cinema i believe it's called um and they play like you know all this like you know old kind of stuff and you know mm-hmm. old new everything um and, the only uh, thing I'll yeah, say with I, that is with the oh never mind I forgot that the what? Paramount decrees got oh, turned yeah, over because right? I was yeah. like the only thing that could be tricky with that is because he also owns a production company but then I oh, remembered okay. they don't exist anymore so I was like right. no he should be fine to buy it um, I agree with you like I fully expect somebody to buy them mm-hmm. um, whether it be like a single like a group of celebrities it. of something or like like uh you know a co- already existing company like a regal or a or a cinemark or an amc or mm-hmm. a, you know whatever um especially the cinerama dome because i just don't see that like going away and i've heard i heard that it's like a a, a los angeles like landmark mm-hmm. so i don't think they can does that mean they? i think can't it's a historical it site i think it's a historical right. building so, so it means like they can't like demolish it or anything. I'm I'm not familiar with what Positive. it mean, could mean in L.A., but <laughs> with but here that's what it means. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not. Uh, um, you know, but yeah, I I fully expect somebody to buy it and it, for it to reopen. Mm-hmm. Um, again, ArcLight always like fascinated me because it was like I always heard that it was more expensive, but it was like you ain't talking during that movie or you're not going on your phone during that shit. Like, oh, they yeah. are kicking your ass mm-hmm. out if they catch you once. Which um, sounds amazing. Like I would love to see mm-hmm. the people that work there and deal with that shit. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, but I apparently I've also heard like if you care about movies, like that's where you're going. Like you don't get the people that are like talking throughout the mm-hmm. entire thing. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I I I I expect it to be like you know maybe in a few months or weeks or whatever somebody to be we'll like, hear oh something. somebody's buying, you know. Um, but yeah, I I can't see. I can't see those them going two under. Places, like going away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're already under. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. But the actual going physical away, you know locations. I mean. Yeah. yeah. It, it's something that it's kind of like the actual physical locations of the theater transcend right. the companies that they were owned by. Um, right. So that's why it's something. I mean, and as TJ said, we're on the complete other coast of the country. Um, yeah. We live in New York. You know, we're, we're as far away from it as you basically can get within the country. Um, yeah. Like, even if you're, like, uh, that's one thing. Like, if a big corporation were to buy it, like, don't even, like, the Cinerama Dome, like, in particular. Like, do not change, like, just just buy it, but don't change anything. Mm-hmm. That's like, why I worry about, like, something like AMC buying it. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, I'm thinking, like, they call it, like, the AMC, you know, and then Dome. you have these employees. Yeah, exactly. You have these employees in there with amc and it's like it turns into you know it kind of ruins the 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 culture and you know everything mm-hmm. like just like kind of 
try to integrate it into the company yeah. without changing it all that yeah. much. Adam Aaron will walk um, in. We could fit five freestyles right there, right <laughs> on that wall. <laughs> I can see it but now. Then it's again, beautiful. I don't think any of these, uh, none of these big uh, movie theater chains are in the business right now of buying up theaters. Oh, so maybe exactly. Like, you know, That's ma- the other thing. You know, maybe get like a maybe a, a Netflix or something buying mm-hmm. it, or like in the chat, Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing with Disney, though, is that I feel like Disney doesn't need it because worked into the Paramount decrees was the Egyptian theater. Disney has owned the Egyptian theater for like a hundred years or something, um, so they oh, already yeah. they've already got their theater in L.A. That's the other place. Oh. That's where Disney does every single premiere is at the Egyptian because they own it. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the hell happens. Uh, a, a lot of the cool screenings that would happen, like um, premieres aside, like documentary screenings, meet the director, movie screenings, you know, that there was mm-hmm. a really famous uh, Knives Out screening that actually um, Collider put on a few years ago with Ryan Johnson. Um, it was apparent it was like one of the most successful screenings with a director Q&A like of all time, because um, I think they may raise money for charity or something. Can't remember. Um, yeah. But like stuff like that. L.A. doesn't want to see that stuff go away. Um, so it's very upsetting, you know, that this is happening. But at the mm-hmm. same time, you just got to roll with it. The industry is changing. Um, if anything, I think this this has got to scare some of the some of the bigger companies because, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> honestly, obviously, AMC and Regal Cinemas uh, or if you want to exp- if you want to bring Regal up a little bit more, uh, Cineworld theaters uh you know whether it be regal or any of the other types that they own Mm -hmm. um you know they are bigger but they can fall just as easily for the exact same reasons for the exact same reasons um you know somebody that's that's out there really really trying is another small chain um which is the alamo draft house um that's another small movie theater chain that's got about i think i don't even i don't even want to maybe a maybe a dozen maybe a couple dozen theaters um scattered all throughout the south and the and the and the west coast um and that's one i know too that has been really struggling uh and and it's it's gotta scare the crap out of these big companies to restructure their debt yeah and and if it doesn't and if it doesn't scare the crap out of these big companies it should they they need mm. to be paying attention to this stuff and the answer is not oh we'll just buy all the locations because like you said this is no time to be to be getting bigger this is you mm. need to pinch every penny that you have uh you know look at me saying that amc needs to pinch every penny they have <laughs> but um <laughs> but uh but i can't uh, even believe that just came out of my mouth but um yeah. you know it, you just you got to be cautious it's a cautious time for the whole industry that's basically what i'm trying to say um so yeah that'll do it for the news um so let us know what you guys thought and let's go ahead and turn our uh gaze over to the main topic of the show uh which is going to be very very short today guys i apologize for that we will touch on a little bit of extra stuff on this saturday's planet hero which will be pre-recorded um if if we can't touch on anything here but obviously we're going to touch on the big on the big beats because i was not feeling that good so we did not have a planet hero this past saturday as you can tell um so today we're going to be doing a quick recap and review of episode four of falcon and winter soldier 
Um, if you guys don't know, this is a nice little tease for Planet Hero. If you like the MCU, if you like, uh, you know, the Disney Plus shows that they've been doing, um, if you like comic book shows or superhero shows in general, um, hell, if you like Sebastian Stan, if you like Daniel Brühl, uh, Anthony Mackie, go ahead and uh, <laughs> make sure you tune into Planet Hero. Uh, it's every Saturday at 8 p.m. Depending on our work schedules, sometimes it's pre-recorded, sometimes it's a live show. Um, but it is always Saturdays at 8 p.m. Um, so check out that show. So you're going to get a little taste of Planet Hero here. Um, but like I said, uh, TJ's got to be out in a little bit. And we have a we have a quick trailer reaction to do. So check out the channel after this. There should be a trailer reaction up uh, probably around 10 p.m. Uh, for the latest Army of the Dead trailer. But let's go ahead and uh, jump right into this. So this is episode four of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, TJ, what were your... Let's just go through quick. This episode is called uh, The Whole World is Watching. What were mm -hmm. some of your initial thoughts um, on this episode? And because we're not on Planet Hero, let's do initial thoughts, and then we'll wrap up with maybe one or two minutes of spoiler talk. Um, yeah, I thought this was maybe maybe the best episode. Um, okay. Again, we got a lot of progression, I thought. Some more questions raised. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Actually, a very peculiar question uh, about Sharon seemed kind of weird. Um, some cool, a lot of cool action sequences. Um, a lot of action in this one, yeah. Yes, especially with the what is it, Dorma, Dora, what Dora Milaje? Dora, Dora Milaje, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, and like a big whoa, like at the end. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I thought this was close to you know the best episode there was one thing where i was like i kind of wish that didn't happen um but it happened mm -hmm. so we'll see where that goes but yeah overall i thought this was probably you know maybe the best episode of the season or the series nice yeah i gotta say i just um did have you how many times have you watched it did you just on I friday just watched it once. okay <laughs> i literally um so i finally got now when i was on quarantine i told my roommate brianna i was like because she she is not a huge Marvel person, but she got heavy into WandaVision, uh, and she Wanda loved Vision. WandaVision. Um, so I was like, I, okay, but she yeah. was like, she was like, I'm not going to do Falcon and Winter Soldier or whatever. Like, but I was like, no, you're going to do it. So I was like, I, I had her watch the first episode and she was like, that was boring and slow. And I was like, perfect. That's the exact correct answer for the first episode. Cause I was like, yeah. it's literally just like, where are these guys at right now? Um, but we've been watching it an episode a day and we literally just before we went live, finished episode four um so i it's I, i've watched it twice it's it's very fresh in my mind i literally just watched mm -hmm. it um and to me i think i can definitely say for me it is the the best of the series so far um mm -hmm. so for me i think the apparently next episode supposed to be apparently see huge. apparently episode five is supposed to be uh crap yeah. i had a tweet pulled up earlier i'm trying to remember i'm paraphrasing here but basically a producer uh said that episode five is where the show really ties itself together and where all right. of the thematic and story elements uh, converge. That's that's what uh, the, the producer, mm. I think it was a producer or a writer, said that. Um, which, obviously, based on the end of this episode, uh, yeah, seems like it. Um, it seems like that's where we're heading. I don't know where else you could go in this next episode. Um, but for me, this is absolutely, in my opinion, the strongest episode of the four that we have so far. Um, I think it's nice that now we are full swing. 
We have every character that we're going to be getting is getting play, uh, you know, in this. We got great Zemo stuff. We got some Sharon stuff. We got obviously some John uh, and then obviously Sam and Bucky as well. Uh, and then with right. the wonderful addition of a lot of Wakandan stuff in this episode uh, teased at the end of last week's. Um, so really great, solid episode for me. Love the, the character development. I love the writing. I love where the story is going um, with Carly. Obviously, a great, great scene with her and Sam uh, the, that yes. was really, really good. Of course, right. ruined by, you know, we'll talk about it in the spoiler section. Captain um, asshole himself. Yeah, yeah Captain. A yeah, exactly. Yeah. John asshole. Captain Walker. I mean, yeah. what? Um, yeah. So great episode. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, hop into the spoilers, uh, because why not? Um, we'll do spoilers to end. So if you guys have not seen episode four of uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, please uh, go ahead and hop out now. You can uh, follow us at Planet Planet uh, Film Net on Twitter. You can let us know your thoughts on the episode. Um, but uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and do full spoilers here until the end. Um, yeah. So basically, what I was talking about was Sharon. Uh, she, th I think this is the this is the right episode I'm thinking of. When she like walks, <laughs> she walks down this dark corridor on the phone past all these like big guards, mm -hmm. and then she is on like a tracking thing with John Walker. I was like, I was like, this screams power broker to me. Like this screams bad guy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um. So I so okay. So if you guys don't follow him, is a little tangent, but I'm gonna make it quick. Mur mul, uh, blah, blah, blah. Murphy's Multiverse is one of the best scoop sites out there for uh, MCU scoops and news and stuff like that. It's run by a great guy, uh, Charles Murphy. Um, he kind of took a little bit of a beating online because he was dead set saying, you know, Doctor Strange is in WandaVision um obviously that didn't happen uh, but obviously yeah. that was something that clearly was going to happen there is so much talk that it was supposed to happen so i still i find him one of the most credible people out there so i don't want that to tarnish it for you if you're into scoops and stuff like that follow him charles murphy he's great but <laughs> he's been kind of a little um not negative but a little more sarcastic since then because everybody beat up on him so hard and he was like guys that's how it always is yeah you get shit like, on and then you're like oh yeah you know. exactly and he's, <laughs> like, and he's like guys i i had it from an ironclad source like whatever like if you're gonna be assholes about it i'm gonna be an asshole right back yeah so people is. have been blowing his stuff up about yeah. power broker and he said something that's very interesting. He said that he knows who it is. He's not going to say because if they edited it differently or changed oh it, Lord. like, Jesus, you know, he no. doesn't want to blow it up again. Um, but basically somebody was like, is it Sharon? Question mark. Based on all the hints you've been giving, it, it sounds like it's Sharon. And he said, based on all the hints I've been giving, question mark. How about based on episode three and four? yeah and like. i was like i was like and then i read that a little earlier today and then i watched episode four and i was like damn you know what i'm really really starting to see it see i but do I you think of, it's too easy i hope i kind of hope they don't do that same like we haven't seen her since civil war mm -hmm. and they're gonna bring her back as a villain you know yeah. i i don't know i yeah i don't know I think that Marvel's kind of playing with our expectations a little bit. I think I think yeah. they are intentionally leaving it as an option. 
I, I, I genuinely think they're intentionally putting, putting it out there, out there uh, or not not stopping it. Uh, you know what I mean? Right. To be to like, like, oh, I gotcha. oh, you thought it was Sharon, but no, it's right. uh, it's yeah. it's Zola. This it's, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Um, um, the other thing I the other big thing that happens in this episode is uh, Hoskins dying <laughs> and then, you know, John Walker going like crazy <laughs> and murdering a person in that yeah. guy that was nuts um i was a little upset that they killed not ups- I, I was like oh i wish you know i wish we could have gotten more of Battlestar. you mm-hmm. know i wanted more of him um yeah we didn't really know anything about him really we got like it's and bits and pieces um through the four episodes but that was about it um so i do wish that we got more of him mm-hmm. um because I was like, you know, maybe you could have had, you could have maybe had like his care. You could have had John's character, and this is the whole thing. That I don't know if you heard this, where it's like the whole thing about like killing, you know, the character of color or something to a stat to move along the white man's uh, character. If you've heard, yeah. you've heard that, mm-hmm. um, or a woman or whatever. Um, and I thought maybe they could have. Looking back on it, I was like, maybe they could have, you know, done something else to get mm-hmm. John to that point. Like, even yeah. if you honestly just shot him, if you just shot oh, yeah. Balstar and didn't kill him, mm-hmm. you honestly probably got, because he's already on edge and he's already taken the serum, as we've seen mm-hmm. in the earlier, earlier in the episode. So maybe you can just do that to get him to that point. Um, but yeah, when John Walker, like, <laughs> me and Danielle, when he, that blood is like on the shield, I was like, holy shit. I was like, this is not a Disney Plus. Like, bro, <laughs> this vlogs on Hulu. This scene. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh damn! Like they really, mm-hmm. I'm. They really went for that. Um, yeah. Yeah, we we knew it was coming at mm-hmm. some point. Yeah, and you and um, I, I'll say, you and I, if you go back to Planet Hero episode two when Lamar first was introduced, me and TJ have been like, Lamar, somehow he's going to be the key to some sort of a switch in in Walker because we were like, clearly yeah. he's set up as. He is the best friend slash partner that keeps John going over that line. So we were like, it's what we were thinking maybe was John's going to cross that line without him. And then Mm -hmm. Lamar's going to be like, I can't do it with you anymore. Like, I can't, I can't support you. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Yeah, But now it's, and actually I think to me, yes, I understand. I understand that it's an awful trope in Hollywood and practice that, Mm -hmm. you know, it happens. You see it so many times. Um, with, you know, the African-American partner or sidekick or whatever you want to say it, you know. Or, either... I mean, it also happens. It usually comes back to a white character, I believe. But it's also, like, it, it's usually a minority group. So yeah. it could be women, a woman mm-hmm. that dies to advance the man or something. Yeah, like that, you know? exactly. Like, like yes, I do <laughs> see that. But also, at the same time, I know, you know, Marvel has a, a, a good track record. Not a perfect track mm-hmm. record by any means but a better track record than most, uh, you know, studios with that. So I can, I can understand that, but also I don't think that was what they had in mind. You know what I mean? Like this, mm-hmm. this to me is, ha- has been a very inclusive production and writing staff and stuff like that. Um, and Kevin Feige as a person is very inclusive. Um, so I get that. But that being said, I'm always playing devil's advocate for this stuff because for, to me, honestly, I would have preferred if Lamar didn't die. I think it would have been yeah. stronger for the Battlestar character to make the moral choice of saying, um, you know, 
I pulling a Padme. You're going down a path I cannot. Yeah. I cannot follow you yeah. down, and and I cannot support. Uh, and I think that would have been a really big victory moment for for Lamar mm-hmm. as a as his own individual character. Yeah. Um, cause I don't know what he does like in the comics. I'm assuming he doesn't die in the first four comics. Like he, you know, he's mm-hmm. a pretty flushed out character, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just wish that they would have done more with him. Mm-hmm. Um, Zemo again, he had some great lines. Uh, we got the, I think we talked pulled about an El it. Chapo last. Yeah. Pulled an El Chapo. I thought that was great. Um, what and then else we never we saw him again after that. Never saw him again. Mm-hmm. He was gone. So I'm I'm interested to see what his uh, yeah. end game what is. his Whoa. deal is here. What his end game is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I man. I, I I keep coming back to this this Sharon Carter thing because it's like I I mm-hmm. just hope she's not. Well, poor. let's talk about really it. Do. So who do you think the power <laughs> broker is? So there's two things we need to talk about right now. Let's close off mm-hmm. by saying who we think the power broker is going to be and who we think maybe the cameo is because again. We're at this exact same point that we were at with WandaVision, where we're supposed to be getting this big cameo uh, mm-hmm. next week that's going to apparently be a big actor slash actress playing a existing Marvel Comics character. Yeah. So um, who so do you think I'm that's going to go be, with, and who do you think the power broker is? I'm going to go with Michelle in the chat, and I think that the power broker could be Ross. That would um, be awesome. So I think that'd be dope. Uh, mm-hmm. Who do I think the existing person will be hmm, that's interesting there's a lot of people maybe honestly well we saw don cheat already um that was that was who i was gonna say um who do i think could show up because i'm trying to think who has oh, connection man. to bucky i'm and really Sam. Um, i'm really thinking about ross now yeah, I don't know. So, a couple things. Big serum guy, Ross. Big, big <laughs> serum guy. No, that's exactly. Yeah. Oh God. We're going to make that a shirt. We're going to make Thunderbolt Ross big serum guy. Um, so, a couple things with Ross. We know the Thunderbolts are on the way, which, obviously, for those who don't know, his name is Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross. His nickname mm. is Thunderbolt, and in the comics, he runs the Thunderbolts. Uh, in the comics, he takes the serum himself, and that is who Red Hulk is, is Ross. Um, like we said, in the MCU, big serum guy. Tried mm. to recreate it a bunch of times. Mm. Some uh, successful, some times you get an abomination um sorry tim roth oh shut up yeah well he's coming back um he's coming back i know uh not only that but we did see ross at normal as can be at tony's funeral but we don't know if he was blipped we don't know what he could have been doing uh i'd have to imagine if he was blipped or if he wasn't blipped he probably isn't the secretary of state anymore because at this point, this is, that was like, that was like nine years ago, mm-hmm. uh, in, in the MCU. That was like nine years ago right. that he was secretary maybe, of state. Maybe, uh, maybe Shuri. Maybe. Could be the Because I know there's a Chadwick's. Oh no, I mean, just makes. Oh, up. the cameo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I know they said Chadwick's not going to be in this. Mm-hmm. Wait, are you thinking that Ross could be the power broker or the cameo? Ross could be the power broker. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah But yeah. I was just like kind of. No, they were saying the that topic. the cameo <laughs> is a new character. 
Oh, a new character. Yeah, oh. a new character. Okay. An existing Marvel Comics character, but new to the MCU. Oh. But a big actor or actress. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. Okay, then I have no idea then. <laughs> Man, I don't know. Do you think I, it would have been... you think it'd be somebody that's been announced? Like, uh, maybe. Like not, not saying, like, oh, it'd be, you know, Marshall Ali as Blade, mm-hmm. but, like... Uh, wow. You know, maybe, Ooh. like, uh, I don't know, who's, like... Maybe like an Eternal or something. That's what I was thinking. Like something like that. Like uh, I don't know. Give me Oscar Isaac or like uh, Ethan Hawke showing up. I'd be mm. okay with that. You got me on that. Oh, maybe it's yeah. like uh, maybe Kate Bishop shows up or something. This is her first yeah, episode. Yeah, could be. Um, very very interesting. But either way, I'm very excited to see you know where the next story goes here. Um, oh, sorry. Real quick. Uh, yeah. You know, last question actually for you speculating do Absolutely. do you think now we're not in the last episode yet we're going to be the second last episode mm-hmm. do you think john walker makes it out of this series i think i asked you this last yes. a few weeks ago but still now with more information do you think he gets out of the series yes because that that was the other thing that i kind of i lost my own thread talking about ross uh with the thunderbolts is i think that would be perfect to be like he's the power broker now he's can't be the power broker anymore because they kind of caught him on that but now maybe he has to turn to start the Thunderbolts. And I think Ross will be the owner and the runner of the Thunderbolts. But I think John Walker will be the first member of the Thunderbolts. Gotcha. So I think the the inevitable, um, the inevitable uh, Thunderbolt show, I think, is the next place we'll see John Walker. Okay. That's and do you think, my other question, uh, I, 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 I would agree. I think he'll make it out. I don't know what's going to happen at the end, but I mm-hmm. think he'll make it out. Um, and do you think Sam gets the shield or no? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what yes. happens? To, so John Walker is just, oh, he turns into, what's his name? U.S. Agent? U.S. Agent, yeah. Okay. So is, that, is U.S. Agent just like the same costume without the shield? And black. It, it should be. And black? If they go with okay. the comics, it should be black and red. Exactly the same. One of the most beautiful uh, and true to comics translations of a costume with the red stripes across it's almost it. identical to the comic books. It's just it, the base color is black instead of blue. Um, yeah, uh, cameo. So it's supposed to be a new character, but TJ and I have been saying that Everett Ross is a good pick for somebody showing up in this show, um, Martin Freeman's character, because we haven't seen him in a while. He's connected to Wakanda. Obviously, he's connected to Bucky. He's connected to Zemo. Uh, in fact, before this show, the last person we saw Zemo with was Martin Freeman. Um, yeah. So, you know, that that's definitely a possibility, but I don't think he'll I be just, the big cameo. I don't think I'll be happy till they finally come all the way around, go full circle, and bring Tim Blake Nelson back. Because they set something up, and I'm I don't think you, they're man. ever going to go back to I it. I mean, I know that, I know that like, it's funny, like, but really, I, I genuinely think that they're going to. Like, I, I really think they're about... <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, really if they're bringing Tim this, Roth back, it's like... <laughs> exactly. I really think that this... Um, Oh my God! What am I trying? Blah, 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 blah. I really think that this uh, phase, phase four, is really about setting up these smaller characters. Setting it's kind of like a restart, honestly, like what we expected mm-hmm. after Endgame. It's kind of like a restart, setting up these smaller characters and p- going back to the earlier phases and pulling people in. Now, something I just remembered. Do you remember we talked months and months ago that someone on the production can't remember who said. I think it might have been Sebastian Stan 
said that Falcon Winter Soldier will be pulling people all the way back from phase one. Do you remember oh, that? Shit. No, I don't. There, we were like, we were like, maybe it's Justin Hammer. Maybe it's this. Maybe it's that. We yeah. speculated oh, on the show. That's the other prediction. Justin Hammer, power broker. I mean, that fits perfectly. I mean, yes, that doesn't that even need explanation. That would be yes. completely perfect. Um, so, yeah, let us know. Let us know in the comments. What did you guys think of the news? What did you guys think of uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier episode four? Join us on Saturday at 8 p.m. For the pre-recorded um, Planet Hero, where we'll break down everything that is episode five. Uh, and also tweet at us at Planet Film Net. We are going to do a Twitter poll. We are going to do a Twitter poll. Who do you think the power broker is? Go to our Twitter page. We will share it. Um, we'll give a couple options in there uh, and see. Maybe we'll talk about the, uh, we'll probably talk about the poll results on Saturday's show. Um yeah, so I'll, I'll just say, you know, thank you so much for joining us. Episode 39 of Planet Film Live. Um, as always, I am one of your hosts, Sean Monk, at Pacing Yak. Um, check out our merch store in the description. You can get our beautiful, uh, you can get our beautiful faces on your um, body or on your mug. Uh, and ooh, maybe there's a new design in the work. We might see. Uh, yeah. I'll let my co-host uh, take it out. Uh, yeah, and I'm TJ Cornwell. You can find me at TJ underscore Cornwell on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, comment. Check out some of our reaction videos we got going on the channel. Um, and then catch us at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Saturday for our Falcon Winter Soldier Episode 5 Breakdown. Uh, and we will catch you uh, next time. So. Ooh.